Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome to the 49 The Faithful UK Show. I'm Gareth Ellis, and tonight we're going to be talking about Dirty Birds. I'm joined by number one overall pick, Najikua. Hello. Wow. Yeah, and future Hall of Famer, Lee Gowland. Oh, all right, that's better. Why, <laughs> man. Hello. So, uh, Sunday at 9.05pm, the 7 and 6 Niners face the 6 and 7 Atlanta Falcons at Levi Stadium. Falcons aiming for the playoffs, uh, but a Niners win here would help our, our position and give us the tiebreaker over the Falcons. Uh, we already hold the tiebreakers over the Vikings and Eagles. So a win would, would position us for the playoffs uh, really quite nicely. Um, back in the ancient times, the Niners actually shared the NFC West with the Atlanta Falcons. So there's quite a bit of history between the two teams. Uh, this resulted in some epic battles around 1991 between Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders, then of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so those games are worth checking out if you uh, find yourself in the mood for, for a warm up. More recently, we've lost our last two games against the Falcons, but do lead the series 47-32 with a single tie. Uh, thankfully, this time we won't be facing Julio Jones. Uh, we're keeping him for next week at the Titans. So I've picked three key matchups for the guys to get to grips with, um, and we'll do some score predictions at the end. So first of all, the Niners tight ends and wide receivers versus the Falcons linebackers and secondary. What do you make of that, Najee? Uh, I mean, we've got Josh Kittle, so I think uh, it's in our favor anytime you mention that name, uh, especially in the form he is right now. He's catching everything. He's uh, clearly a security blanket as well. People know he's going to get the ball, and and yet they can't cover him, which is pretty insane and hard to do. Um, however, they do have uh, a couple of very good uh, linebackers. Although uh, I'm not sure they're the greatest, you know, cover backer. Dion Jones is a very good backer, but I think he's missing uh, kind of a good defense around him to make him shine. Um, uh, and he's lost kind of the, well, the, the you know, the uh, coordinator that made him good. And mm-hmm. I think they're quite struggling this year um, against, against the run, which, you know, Josh Kittle definitely loves doing as well as as catching the ball. So I think it's it's all very much in our favor. Um, you know, they, they're not going to stop Debo. Nobody has yet this year. They're not going to stop George because nobody has this year. Um, and Brandon Ayuk is getting better and better and better. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't like being the the Falcons defense right now. What do you think? Do you think we're going to pummel them in every department? Well, I'll tell you what, Najee, I'm actually feeling quite confident. Yeah. Not so much about that matchup, but about the introduction from Gareth. Yeah. When he said we're going to be talking yeah. about dirty birds. Obviously, I live just south of Sunderland. I am yeah. well experienced with dirty birds. <laughs> as far as yeah, the... Uh, uh, compared to the introduction, I'm, I'm seriously hoping that Gareth isn't... If I'm the first one overall pick, I hope Gareth isn't urban mayor level... Uh, <laughs> coaching of this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to ruin your career tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. Certainly so far it hasn't been. <laughs> yeah, as far as the matchup was concerned, um, off air just before you uh, came on, I mentioned to Gareth, I think 
I think the Falcons' record flatters them. I don't think they're as good as what they are. Um, they're, they're playing in a division that isn't too strong. You've got the New Orleans Saints, but they've had an up-and-down season. And they're not playing great. So I think as far as them being playoff contenders is concerned, it's debatable. Looking at the uh, the matchup that Gareth has mentioned, the um, the tight ends and wide receivers, or our tight ends and wide receivers against the uh, the Falcons linebackers, I think we're going to have it. I think we're going to have an excellent game, and it's all going to be borne out how how we actually uh, start the game. We're going to be running the ball. We're going up against uh, Falcons defense that are ranked 26, 27th against the run. They're pretty poor all round. I think they've got one player who is above average as far as runs, uh, run defence is concerned. And you saw what happened earlier on in the season. Whenever we can run the ball, it opens up the passing game for Jimmy. So I'd like to see... It's going to be an interesting battle to see who goes up against AJ Terrell. I would imagine that he's going to be put on Debo purely because of Debo's yardage up to this point. But then that's going to leave Ayuk free. It's going to leave J1 Jennings free. It's, it's going to leave Kittle going going across the middle or out, out to the uh, out, out to the sideline. I think as far as our linebackers, tight ends, uh, sorry, our wide receivers, tight ends are concerned, I think it's a good game to build up Jimmy's confidence even further in the passing game. The three linebackers they've got there, they're all pretty poor in pass coverage. They are pretty average in run defense, to be fair. So I think it's another game where potentially George Kittle can stick 150 yards on somebody. And that would be interesting to see if he does that, because obviously last week he became the very first tight end to have back-to-back games with over 150 yards receiving and a touchdown. It would be absolutely fantastic if he can go and do it again. Right, yeah, I mean, three. Yeah, three consecutive games. Will, will that record ever be broken? don't know yeah he, he might be in that sort of area to have that type of game uh against the falcons on sunday night i'm looking forward to seeing how we use j1 jennings against um yeah. the falcons defense Absolutely. because to be honest I, I think he might actually see a lot more of the ball come this sunday night um debo i think debo's only had one reception in the last two uh games he's played so he's been limited as far as receiving yards is concerned um, but obviously he's been doing a lot more work running the ball, um, which is unconventional for a wide receiver, a number one right wide receiver, to spend that much time running the ball rather than receiving. So it's, it's got this dynamic about the whole game that will possibly set the tone for how we enter the playoffs and how we play going through the playoffs. Um, and, I mean, don't get us wrong... <laughs> But I am really confident about our chances now. <laughs> I, I, I see us getting better week in, week out. Obviously, all, all it takes is one defeat just to have that confidence knocked out Shattered. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the moment, I can't see where that's coming. It could be the Titans the week after on Christmas Eve. Who knows? Let's get this game out of the way and let's get a huge win. Let's get a statement win against a, an alleged playoff contender. Well, I mean, you you say playoff contender, but I, I look at I look at the schedule and how did they get six wins? They they beat the Giants by three points. They beat the Jets by a touchdown. It's not amazing. <laughs> they beat Miami by two points. That's not, you know, they beat New Orleans, who was really struggling this year by by two. 
They beat Jacksonville by one touchdown. So, so that's what I was saying about their record yeah, flattering them. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, I don't and think they're as good as that. And every time they lost, they got absolutely thumped almost. So. Yeah. And that's what I'm expecting on Sunday night. I think yeah. we're going to thump them. Good. There's, I hope uh, so. there's a lot of enthusiasm coming from you, Lee. You're, you're stepping aboard that hype train. <laughs> Somebody has, yeah. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I've got anything to add to what you've you've said there. I'd love to see George get another 150-yard game. But it, it must be just such a nightmare for a defensive coordinator to, to look at these guys and say, OK, we've got Debo covered. Ah, oh, we've got Kittle and Ayuk and Jennings and Juszczyk coming out of the backfield. And it, we should be able to create those mismatches against the Falcons. So I am expecting us to uh, to score some points. Uh, so my uh, my neck my next matchup is going to really determine perhaps how many points the Falcons get. This is Nick Bosa and his friends versus Matt Ryan and the Falcons O line. How do you see that shaking out, Lee? Well, interestingly enough, even though I've said the Falcons are a pretty poor team, I think their O line is probably one of their strengths. I'm not saying it's a strong O line. I'm just saying it's one of their strengths, one of their better better position <laughs> groups. But I think looking at their O-line and looking at some of the O-lines we've gone up against this season, I, I can definitely see Bosa continuing to get sacks. Mm. Hopefully this is one of those games where, again, it's a statement game. Um, as far as I can remember, I don't think he's had more than two sacks in a game before. I'm quite happy for somebody to um, correct us on that. But I'd like to get see him get three, four sacks in a game. I think yeah. that would be excellent. Uh, and our D-line D going up against their O-line, I think it's it's going to be us all day long. That we we win in that matchup all day long. Um, you've got Matt Ryan who who's getting on in years. He wasn't the most mobile of quarterbacks when he was younger. He was the more traditional pocket passer. Um, as he's aged, he, he's got this whole um, Russ Wilson um, syndrome about him, where his mind's going to be running a lot quicker than what his body's going to be going. So I can definitely see there's going to be a, a whole load of sacks on Sunday night. And I think we're going to be geared up for this. Hopefully, hopefully Shanahan's got both the defense and the offense fired up for this because that's his job as head coach. Mm. Motivate the whole team, get them fired up, and basically say, "Look, lads, go out there, give 110 percent, have a career night, make a statement win. Let's tell everybody what the 49ers are all about." That's what I'm looking for on Sunday night, and I think we'll get that. Yeah, and we're we're playing at home. I think I think it's about time we put a statement win at home because we haven't been good at all this year. I know we beat the Rams, but they to me that game still is more of them not showing up than us being good on that day. Um, and I, you know you play what's in front of you, and we beat them, so all kudos to that. But I think you're right. I think it would be nice to have a statement, you know, win at home and have one of our top players having one of those you know i called for bossa to have it last week and he kind of almost did if i think if he catches borrow on a touchdown to chase you know that's his third cycle this the game and he changes the game there and then and we, we we don't have to go over time to win that game and that would have been it but i think he's gearing up and gearing up and as you say uh, you know matt ryan isn't joe burrow he's not going to run around and extend the play like that guy did or or you know Russell Witten does or or Calamari does and it's a lot easier to get to to my Ryan if you're in in his vicinity he's probably going to kneel down and just take the sack because he's a little bit more seasoned and he knows uh, he knows how to play the game I think you're right it feels to me like my Ryan isn't 
his heart isn't quite in it anymore. I think it, the whole change, the OC and head coach gone and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's the, maybe the second time in two years or three years. And it, it's, it's happened quite a bit since Kyle has, le- you know, has left. So, um, do you think he was kind of hoping last off season that he might get traded to the Forty Nineers? Yeah, that's yeah, something I might think happen. He might have. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, his, his cap hit was ridiculous. So something yeah, that's the thing. With that. he, he knows he's getting way too much money to get moved. Nobody's going to yeah. swallow that much money, no. um, especially as his age. And it, the thing is, he's still a very good and capable QB. He can still sling it downfield. The problem is, yeah, he's all right. Might give him some time and. And, you know, if we only rush forward, it might be a little bit more difficult for us to get there. But the problem is not, is, is not throwing to anyone. Carpets is supposed to be this machine that, you know, is unstoppable. But he's still a rookie and he's not, he's, he's not had that one game yet where he's like, you know, taking the game over and had 150 yards like George can do. Um, and that's, you know, adjusting to speed of the NFL. It's not that easy. And then, you know, Calvin Ridley has not played since well, week three, week four uh, because of, you know, mental health problems. Um, and basically the only real reliable weapon they have is, is called the Patterson. So, yeah, I think I think for us it's it's going to be about same as we always say, you know, mitigating um, mistakes. If If we can keep them to drive the whole length of the field without giving up a big play or, you know, messing up a, an assignment in a secondary and then giving an all line time to get to Matt Ryan. It, it should be an easy day at the office. Um, <laughs> but obviously it's the NFL and sometimes games just don't go the way you want. Them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, Levi and the faithful to turn up, you know, put the heat on the, on, on, the Falcons' offense and make our defense life easy, and then hopefully skate to a to a nice easy win. What do you think, Gareth? Do you think Daryl Line can stop our D line? I don't. I think our D line has quietly been been getting better, and some of the guys we've added in the middle of the season have have, have begun to make a difference. Um, that's just on the eye test. I don't know if there's any any measurables for that, but it's it's nice you met there. I think you mentioned the crowd. The we're now into. These are our playoffs because this, this to me is 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 the game that we really need to win yeah, uh, to, to set us up because it means that we can possibly we don't have to go to the Titans on a short week and must win it. We know we can come back, take the Texans, a couple of wins should should see us there. So I think this is an important one. It's going to feel like a playoff game, and I hope the crowd are going to act like a playoff game, and I'm pretty sure the players will. And I just wonder if if we've got that sort of potential edge that the playoffs is definitely there in our grasp but they they're perhaps just a little bit further out of falcon's reach however of course it is it's definitely a must-win game for them if they want to make playoffs so we will see how that shakes out so my uh, my final matchup is could be a matchup that determines the outcome of the game um and this is between two players it's good jimmy g and it's bad jimmy g uh, so who wants to start us off on, on analyzing that matchup well, I've kind of already said it, right? And, and we know what bad Jimmy G is. It's, you know, error prone. You know, it's it's the Jimmy G that fumbles the ball all by himself. <laughs> we all have a heart attack until he jumps on it. Um, it's, it's the Jimmy G that throws horrible picks and at the worst possible moment. Um, and we need that guy to stay at home on Sunday. 
And what we need to see is, you know, the Jimmy G we saw in overtime and, and on the last drive of the game, just pinpoint accuracy or thereabouts in the vicinity of George Carroll usually is good enough. Um, and I can just, you know, keep drives alive by converting third down because I, I think that's what he's good at. Although I would much rather that we convert on second down so we don't have to, you know, have the have the heart attacks and the, the pressure rising every time. But um, he's very good at converting on third down and his release is so quick. Usually pass rush don't really have time to get to him. But yeah, you're right. It's, you know, if we have good Jimmy, it's going to be a blowout. If we have bad Jimmy, it'll be a close game that we, we can potentially lose. It's... It's playing QB, isn't it? If if you have a bad QB, it's very hard to to win games. Do you think uh, Do you think we're gonna get the good one or the bad one on Sunday? <laughs> I, I think we're getting the good one, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. We've only had the bad one once this season. Jimmy's only had one game where he stunk the place up, and I went to town on him on, on the review show. For the rest of the season, he's had. He's had small uh, small periods during the game where he's thrown boneheaded uh, passes and like ridiculous passes. But overall, he's, he's been good. In fact, he's rated fifth for passing efficient, efficiency over the whole season, and that's a better a better stat to judge a quarterback by. Mm. So he has been playing well. Now passing efficiency, I can see a lot of people's going to say, "Well, isn't that like?" Game management. He's, he's, he's a game manager. That's what people are going to say. So is Alex Smith. Yeah. 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 And nobody gave Alex Smith as much of the crap that we gave Jimmy. That's very true. I, I think Jimmy's going to turn up and I think Jimmy's going to ball out. I think Jimmy's going to have a really good game. Um, don't get us wrong. I think Jimmy's going to throw one or two passes where we're all slapping ourselves in the face thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jimmy, open your eyes. Could you, could you not see the defender there? But overall, I think he's going to have a, a good game. I think he's going to continue the momentum he's built up. I think he's put that one bad game behind him. He got balled out by Shanahan on the sidelines um, during that game. And he kind of came in and he improved. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be good Jimmy with a very small spattering of bad Jimmy. And I think Jimmy's going to be good enough to take us into the playoffs. Well, I think that I think that's it because we know that the the background level of of good Jimmy is is enough to be successful so long as you yep. can avoid bad Jimmy popping up for a quarter here and there during the games, which is unfortunately where Garoppolo I think falls down a little bit. That he can he can have a good quarter or a good drive or two. <clears throat> it's stringing it together into having three or four good quarters, yeah. Uh, which we we haven't always needed, but I think we're getting towards that time in the season where. Uh, you know, there's there's no point leaving anything back in the locker room anymore, is there? We've got to go out and uh, and win these games. And I I think you're right. I think Jimmy's going to have a, a competent performance, and and I think some credit goes to Shanahan for for getting what he can out of Jimmy because I do think Jim, the best Jimmy that we see is probably the one under Shanahan. I don't know that another coach would necessarily uh, scheme in the way that Shanahan seems to do. So. Um, I'm glad you see. said that. I mean, t- to be honest, when Jimmy has his bad periods, that seems to coincide when Shanahan's being owned by the uh, opposition's defensive coordinator. When yeah. Shanahan's struggling with his player calling because the defence is set up to actually counteract what he's, he's calling, he doesn't react quick enough 
to the adjustments, to, to, to make an adjustment. And because of that, Jimmy ends up being put in a position where he's, he's the game's on his shoulders, which we know he can't do. And well, I, think, I think that's unfair Shanahan. to Jimmy. And I think Shanahan should take some of the blame for that. I think that's what the Shanahan tries to avoid, isn't it? Putting it all on Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, he doesn't want to at all. He's, uh, you know, he's he's going to get try and get the best out of him and avoid the bad Jimmy. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, there is a scenario where even if we do get bad Jimmy, because it's a favorable matchup for us, this game, it, we, we might still be able to win the game with bad Jimmy. You know, if our defense can, if all they have to do is play as well as they did against the Bengals, you know, they only started folding, you know, end of the third quarter, you know, um, and it was those these passes and two, two very, very good players, uh, which I don't think the Falcons have. You know, they don't have a Jamal Chase uh, necessarily. So if our defense can hold on and, and maybe score some points, because they haven't done that uh, in, in, a, in a while, in, you know, a strip sack or a pick six, something that can change the momentum of the game, then maybe even if Bad Jimmy sh- shows his shows his head and turns up to, to Levi, we, we might still be able to, to win that game. But I think I agree with you. I think especially the last two drives of the game where, you know, in the past, we've always said, right, we want to see Jimmy under pressure with the game on his shoulder to see what what, what kind of quarterback he really is. And and I think if you just take the, the last game and you erase, all, you know, all of his, the rest of his career, you, you'd think he's a pretty competent quarterback and that he can win games by himself because those two drives were really good, really, really good. Maybe, you know, up there in, in top three, top five kind of, QB index, whatever you want to call it. So I think the confidence side and clearly he's, he's feeling himself. He's kind of on fire, as they say. So if he can play like that and it goes well, because, you know, there's also the the luck element in, in, in any sports. If we get a little bit lucky and, and we can score a lot of points, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's going to crack his ceiling and go higher than he's, he's ever been. Um which is going to make him a very credible target for next year. Exactly, yes, <laughs> definitely. So that, those were my my three matchups. Anywhere else that you guys think is worth highlighting? Where the so, game you won so, and lost? So I, I just want to give some love to our O-line because yeah. for years we've turned on to it all. We, we need a better O-line than what we've got. We need to change some bits. Uh, and a particular person that's on the team at the moment on the O-line starting who has had a bit of a rough time of it this season as far as the fans are concerned. So, obviously, I, I use PFF a lot. I use Football Outsiders um, quite a bit as well now. Um, so I just want to go through some of the PFF stats for the O-line. So let, let, let's start off with this just human cheat code. Trent Williams, oh. <laughs> overall 99. That's, That's fantastic. Ridiculous. So, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It's perfect game after game. That's yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So he's ranked, obviously, first out of 82 tackles. Let's go off to the opposite side. Tom Compton, he's actually ranked 20th out of 82 tackles. And he's pulling a 76.7, which is well above average for the tackle position. Under the guards, Tomlinson, he's ranked 16th out of 80 guards, 71.4. Daniel Brunskill, he's ranked 35th out of 80. So he's above the halfway mark. He's above average yeah. with 65.2. And then we've got Alex Mack, 71.2, ranked 13th out of 38. 
we've got a fairly strong O line there, but obviously it helps because of the way we play. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think they did struggle in the pass rush against the Bengals. Um, you know, I've, I've watched the Johnny Dell YouTube channel, and he's kind of highlighted a little bit. Um, Jimmy didn't have necessarily all the time, all the time. Um, but it, when it comes to the running game, uh, you know, and if you play a team that doesn't really know how to stop the run, um, they might be the best O-line running-wise. I guess maybe the Patriots might be uh, slightly ahead of us on that department. But yeah, kudos to them. What a, they've, they've been playing really well. And considering, you know, McGlinchey as much as we've bashed him over the years, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's been very good for us as well. Mm. So, um, lo- you know, losing O-line men is, is difficult to... Because you get used to a rhythm and the space and, you know, the wording and gesture and, you know, how the people move and what they're going to do. It's kind of, the whole line is kind of a unit as, you know, is a co- it has to be cohesive. Otherwise, it's obviously a nightmare. But And that gets when you play next to each other for a while. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. We, we've not complained about it, which shows quite a, lot. It's quite a bit, doesn't it? It does, and yeah, it's a point worth raising. Uh, so, shall we move into some score predictions? Well, I had another point because it's something we talked about two weeks ago, two about well, two weeks in a row in a bad way, and then last week was in a good way. And I think it's it it, it might have an impact again uh, on Sunday, and that's special teams. Um, it it is so important, despite having you know the least plays, because most of them are just touchback, <laughs> you know, on kickoffs and and puns and all that. But like, if we can create some kind of spark of 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 a of a punt return or something, maybe maybe get a touchdown for once. You know, having a punt return return for a touchdown that changed the games completely would would be nice. But it's it's more the other side. If we, we have to not do what the Bengals did basically, which is, I think, why you know the momentum went away from them on Sunday. Those two muff punts just put them in a hole. Um, so let's hope our special team can be on the right side of the turnover battle uh, once more. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, shall I go first with the score predictions? I'm prepared to stick my neck out. Go for it. I've changed it since the beginning of the podcast. You've given me some renewed confidence, and I'm going to go for a uh, 31-20 <laughs> uh, Niners victory. I was oh, was previously thinking it would be closer, 31-27, okay. but I'm, I think it's going to be a little bit more comfortable now that I've hopped aboard Lee's little train. Yeah. Yeah, I um I wasn't quite sure. I, I was I was gonna go for a Niners win. Uh but yeah, this confidence. I I've I felt quite confident about it, but I think I'm I'm just gonna ride the train for one week to see what it's like. Um and I'm gonna go for a complete blowout. Uh I think we're gonna win forty five to seven. Wow. wow. Yeah, wow. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna destroy them. Right. Okay. Leap? Well, I'm feeling disappointed with my scoreline now. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so the, the first thing I'll say is this isn't 2019 where the Falcons uh, came into Levi's and spoiled the party yeah. somewhat. Um, it's debatable whether or not we uh, either took our foot off the gas the week before or didn't really give them enough respect. So it's not 2019. I think we geared up to do this. We're in the middle of pushing for the playoffs 
I think it's going to be a big win. And I'm going for 38-13. Ooh. Not far off me. I mean, seven points for them is really low. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who's right, who's wrong, whether or not it is a big victory or a bit, little bit closer, like what Gareth says. Yeah. But to be fair, I'll be absolutely gobsmacked if the Falcons put more than 20 points up on us. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I don't oh. know, I feel super confident. I, to me, For me, the Falcons is kind of a special time as well because it was my first game as a, as a Niners fan in, in San Francisco. In, and it was in you know in 2013, the last Candlestick game. So Yeah, the we, pick at the we, stick. The, the pick at the stick, exactly, which I, is, to this day I get, I get shivers when I just think about it, um, how electric it was in the stadium at the moment. It was yeah. insane. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm feeling maybe a bit better than everybody else here, which is rare. Enjoy it, people. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll ask you to describe what you think the game is going to be like then using just a, a single word. Well, I've used it already. I, I, I use blowout. It, that's blowout. Yeah, well, that's, that's we'll let, uh, let you have one word. I, I, almost went, I, I almost went for burger, but we're <laughs> not going to quite get the 50 burger, I think. Lee? Demolition. Demolition. Oh, oh. very nice. Because my, my word is sticky. <laughs> I think sticky. it's going to be a sticky game, but we'll get through it in the end. Yeah, well, that's probably way more probable, isn't it? It's the well, Niners at the end of the day. We will reconvene on Monday, I think, at some point, and uh, and we can discuss who was right and wrong. Yes. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for your contributions this evening. Hopefully, we'll have Paul back on the uh, on the next one. Thanks to everyone who listens to the show. You can like and subscribe on iTunes and other podcast places. And thanks to everybody who does leave a comment on uh, Facebook. It is it is good to hear from people who are who are listening to and maybe even enjoying the show until yeah, they open up. Um, <laughs> yes. And don't forget, you can find us on YouTube by searching for Forty Nine A Faithful UK. Do we have any other public service announcements, Lee? So, Super Bowl uh, meetup. So yeah, we, um, we've got the Super Bowl meetup in um, February, February the thirteenth. Um, so the floor's being booked out for us. It's twenty five pound a head. That gets you either a beef or a chicken burger and chips, a free bottle of beer, a five pound online betting voucher, a five pound casino chip, or a drink if you prefer a drink. Um, the chance to win a five pound, I think it's a five pound roulette voucher. Might be wrong about that one. Um, and a five pound bounce back. So if you go back to Grosvenor Casino, it's a five pound voucher to use in any Grosvenor Casino. So that's the Super Bowl made up. Um, most people are booking the juries in, which is just opposite the uh, Grosvenor Casino. So it's just a, a basically a drunken stagger across the road um, once we finish watching the Super Bowl. Outside of the Super Bowl meetup, I just want to mention the 49ers being given the home marketing area for oh, the yeah. UK. So what that means is, or at least what I gather that means is, they're allowed to sell more merchandise in the UK than other teams, so a bigger selection I would imagine that means. Um, there's the potential for watch parties that's what's called watch parties so it's organized meetups by the 49ers i would imagine the 49ers are going to open an office in the uk somewhere and have somebody coordinating all of this so obviously we're going to try and get on top of that 
um, yep. give them as much help as possible. Um, and obviously it would be good to see all 49er fans, regardless of whether or not they're a member of this group or other groups, getting together for a huge watch party. That, that would be fantastic. Definitely. Especially seeing as though somebody else will be <laughs> organising it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, although it's going to be in Leeds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, potentially, not, potentially, not yeah. Too far away. Purely from a geographic objection, there. I've got nothing against Leeds. Yeah, it's a bit far away from you. It's great for for us, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic it's for me. Yeah, uh, forty-five minutes away from me. That's pretty good. There we go. Wonderful. Thank you for your contributions. Unless there's anything you. else. Cheers, mate. Um, no, thanks for asking. Better job, as I suppose. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you. Hopefully, we will see you all on the game day threads. Uh, but until then, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. You love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget.